This is the Answers from Leadership podcast, and I'm your host, Joseph Lalonde. Each episode, we bring you answers from the best and brightest in leadership. So sit back and get ready. Here comes Answers from Leadership. Today, I've got Dr. Natasha Gainham. Is that correct? Gainham. That's right. She's a founder and director of Lion Leadership, a consulting organization that helps private and nonprofit companies with manager training, leadership development, and organizational planning and effectiveness. Dr. Gainham is the primary writer for the Roar blog at imthelion.com, where readers gain perspectives on themselves, their organizations, and how to reach their potential at work. Dr. Gainham, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, Well, I suppose first and foremost, I am the founder and director of Lion Leadership. This is a new adventure that I've started recently, just this past summer. My intention was to create a service, provide a service where managers can learn to develop, leaders can learn to develop, essentially in the comfort of their own home. Uh, This spring, we intend to launch Lion Dens. The play on words is, the pun is obvious, but our hope is that people can learn about themselves and about their management abilities and strengthen their leadership skills in a setting with peers in the comfort of their own home and that in a way that doesn't cost so much. That's the service I hope to provide. But secondly, I'm a you know lecturer at the University of Georgia. I teach sociology courses there. And thirdly, I'm a mom, and I guess that trumps almost everything. I have a six-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. So <laughs> Motherhood, that requires a lot of leadership as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Le- yes, indeed, it does. And um, I sometimes wonder how I'm doing based on the behavior <laughs> of my children. Why is leadership important to you? So I think that leadership is important to me because I'm just so interested in it academically. I've always been interested in organizations and how they function and how people within organizations or who are embedded in different groups and cultures operate. Uh, I went to graduate school and I studied group dynamics and cohesion and social identity theory and the like and group conflict. And that was just fascinating to me. And my mentors studied the social construction of authority and legitimacy. And so somewhere in my graduate career, I started piecing this together. And within the last four years or so, I really started to center on leadership and organizations. Just academically, it's interesting to me. And in terms of its importance, it's just fascinating to me how somebody can take huge groups of people and make them work effectively together, given all of their individual personalities. And so far, what has your leadership journey looked like? So my leadership journey, of course, has had its ups and downs. A lot of my leadership journey looked like management, to be honest. And I never, I did not for a long time identify with the leadership identity or really think of myself as a leader. I was engaged in management. I had direct reports. I managed students. I managed projects. I managed teams. And it was all about management. But somewhere in that, I started to recognize that I have, I can, I inspire people. I started out as a teacher and students would tell me that. And so I started gravitating more and more to that and started lecturing more and more. And it was somewhere in the middle of the lectures that I thought about it you know, I think I might be, I might accidentally be a leader. <laughs> and, and once I put that identity on myself, like, oh my, I think, I think I'm a leader. 
my whole world changed. Like I really thought, okay, oh, I'm a leader. So I, actually I can do this and I can do that. And let me try to get this team together so that we can do this new thing and this new adventure. And it started coming together. So my leadership journey has been up and down, but it wasn't until I started to identify as a leader that it really took off. And you said that there's been some downs in your leadership. Can you share any time that you experienced leadership failure? Sure. Uh, I can't, I don't know if I can say I can think of a leadership Titanic failure type leadership failure, but every day there's something that goes wrong, right? Like something that I could have done better and it will pester me at the end of the day. I'll think this conversation should have been handled a little bit differently. Uh, this situation could have been handled better. Should I, could I had done this? But I think that's a symptom of just constantly reflecting on yourself and your behaviors and trying to constantly improve. Um, I think this with my children and my <laughs> leadership failures. I think, oh, I don't know if that point got made correctly or I don't know if I'm doing the right thing by them or setting the right example. So I don't know if those are failures, but they're definitely points of that I reflect on and I think hard on and I wonder if and how I can do something better. Um, and have you learned anything from those thoughts or reflections? I think yes. I, I learned that having those thoughts and reflections is a good idea <laughs> because, you know, when you reflect on yourself and you take the time to really systemically think about what you're doing well and what you're not doing well, uh, particularly if you can write them down, those thoughts down, you improve so much faster. And the next time a similar situation comes up, you're equipped to handle it. It's almost as if you've studied for the exam and you don't make the same failures over and over again. So, you know, it's okay to maybe not do something perfectly this at this time or that time, but reflecting on it and writing those thoughts down and being prepared for the next time I've learned is monumentally important. Great thoughts there. We talked about some of your failures. Do you have any leadership successes that you'd like to share? <laughs> well, I guess it's the same thing. I can't think of a tremendous leadership success um, that I can hang my hat on or drop the mic with and walk out the door. But I do think every day there's some things that go really well. And I think I'm so pleased with that. That was a great idea. And it didn't come from me. And that's what I really take pride in as a leader is when excellent ideas are coming out, excellent work's coming out. And I almost had nothing to do with it. At least I can't really claim that much credit for it, except that it happened under my umbrella. Yeah, those are great feelings sometimes, aren't they? You know, you're, you're leading your team and you're just like, they're getting it. Yeah, it's, it's, and they can do so much better work than I can do. So it's, it's a pleasure to hand over the reins to people who are so creative and have so much passion. And uh, as long as I can keep them inspired, you know, everything's going to be running smoothly. Awesome. And have you done anything to improve your leadership abilities recently? Yeah, I think this um, for a while now I've been journaling and I've done that for about two and a half years now. But recently with the new year, one of my resolutions was every single day having a highs and lows list in that journal. And so that's what I've started to do recently to improve my leadership is to really, I've always thought daily what went well and what didn't go well. But writing it daily has recently started for me. And it's just, I really encourage anyone to do that. I do ice climbing in the winter. Ah. Um, in, the, in our guide that leads the trip, makes us tell him our highs and lows for the day. And it's, 
it's crazy when you look at the things that you did and what made your day and what made you feel low on the day. They're yeah. not always what you think they're going to be. Sometimes it's helping another person or that you just couldn't keep going. That was a failure. But you look back and reflect on it and it blows your mind. <laughs> it's also inspiring and motivating because some of the things that I think like didn't really go well or things that went really well, they do surprise me, but they also make me remember what I value and what I care about. Sometimes they're indicators of what I care about. One, one would think you would know, but yeah. sometimes you don't know until you really take the time to think about it. Yeah. I get that. We take for granted so many things in life. <laughs> Can you share some more things on why leaders should gain a perspective on themselves? Yeah, I think to be an effective leader and to impact the different types of people you need to impact as a leader, you need to understand their vantage point. So not only do you need to reflect on yourself, you need to reflect on yourself from the vantage point of someone else. And that is a skill. That does not come naturally. Number one, because we are not, I'm not a mind reader and no one's a mind reader. So it's very hard to understand what other people think of you. Uh, so reflecting on yourself is one thing, but it's, you've got to reflect on yourself from the vantage point of others. And I, I don't know if people can do that sitting at a desk pondering. <laughs> they're, they're probably going to have to go out and ask for feedback. And um, I think that's a critical point, part of leadership development. Yeah, um, kind of that 360 view of yourself. Yeah, you can't, I mean, you just, for me at least, you just can't make assumptions on what's in other people's heads. You have to ask them, and you have to ask them to articulate it to you. And that's so hard because when you are a leader, depending on what circumstance you're in, there's, there's probably a power dynamic, and people don't want to speak truthfully. So it, it takes some practice to break down those barriers and to really get true, pure feedback that you can grow from. Do you have any tips on doing that? Yeah. In fact, this might sound so intuitive it's not worth saying, but just going and asking somebody for feedback is very effective. Most people want to share their opinion with others. Um, so if I ask somebody what they think about me and what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses and how can I improve? They're happy to tell me because they don't have any other opportunity to lay it on the line. And so when you give them, when you open that door, people are usually will, willing to share unless there's a power imbalance, in which case it takes a little bit more work. But just going up and saying, you know, I am trying to develop as a leader. I'm taking a course. I'm reading a book. I listen to a podcast. And one of the recommendations was that I sit down with a colleague. I sit down with a authority figure or sit down with a peer and I directly ask for someone to help me identify my strengths and weaknesses, would you do that with me? I think they would find that perfectly effective. What do you wish you would have known about leadership 10 years ago? Oh, wow. You know, a lot of things, but it's just part of the journey. You can't know everything when you're 18, though I certainly thought I did. I guess I wish I had known that the leaders in 
my life too were on leadership journeys. They don't have it all perfect. Maybe I could have given them a little bit more of a break <laughs> because uh, when when you're looking up to authority figures, you expect them to be perfect and you want to hold them to a certain standard. And if they fall short, then you can start to justify all sorts of behavior. And I wish I had known then that, uh, you know, sometimes leaders, the leaders around you are just doing the best they can, you know, yep. and they need a break too. Um, I also wish I had known that leadership is a skill that can develop, you know, yep. and that um, I wish I had started working on that skill earlier in life. I, like I said, it never dawned on me I could or was a leader, um, probably because no one told me that, uh, and it didn't dawn on me to think that of myself. So I wish somebody had you know, penetrated my world and mentioned it, <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least somehow gotten in touch with me sooner, uh, so I could have started working on it sooner. I really enjoy it. But I also wish I had known that even five years ago, that leadership is like... It can be thought of, I like to think of leadership as an identity that you try on, like a coat that you would try on at the store, right? You might have to try it on a couple of times before you get the response you're looking for. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, young people in particular, um, women, minorities, people who are in environments where they're not, they don't feel like they fit in. They might try on the leadership identity and kind of look around at how people are responding to them because they're trying to act a new way or to do a new thing or to um, manage in a different light. And they find that people don't respond positively. So they, they quickly take off the coat, they put it back on the hanger, and they run away. And they never do it again. And I wish I had known uh, that you can try again. And um, you'll probably get a different response. You know, there's just so many dynamics when you're first starting out leading and figuring out how to do it properly. Can you share one or two books you recommend to another leader? Yeah, I have. To, I have um, one of my favorite books with regard to personal leadership, like leadership in in one's life, one's personal journey, is The Alchemist. Um. And the for in terms of leadership for organizational leadership, it's, I actually would rec- recommend. I always recommend one textbook, um, and it is a textbook, but it but it's a good textbook and it's an easy read. And it's um, called um, "Reframing Organizations" by Bowman and Deal, and it's an excellent look at organizations from different lenses, all of which are important to understand if you intend to lead in an organization. Uh, so that you don't miss opportunities. But that's, you know, one thing I would say with regard to the books is sometimes instead of recommending books to read, uh, especially to my students or the people I train, they've read a lot of books and they've listened to a lot of podcasts and they're already well ahead of their peers because of that. My recommendation often is quit reading books and go do it. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, call somebody, um, Send an email right now to somebody to get the conversation going. Ask them to coffee. Ask them to lunch. Ask them to give you feedback when your strengths and weaknesses. Or call a couple of friends and decide to go work for some kind of event and lead that team. Go get some practice. Um, no more books needed. At some point, you've got to begin implementing what you're learning. Otherwise, it's yes. you know, we, 
almost start reading books for entertainment, it seems, sometimes. It's so much... Books are so much better when you have the experience to lay them, lay them on top of. Yeah. They're so much more meaningful and powerful and impactful, and they can promote such positive behavioral change, but not if you don't have the experience to reflect on them well. Yeah, so true. And as we wrap up, what's one piece of encouragement you'd like to give leaders? Oh, I, you know, I think I want to go back to this idea of leadership being an identity that you can try on. You know, you can try it on and not get a positive response, but that doesn't mean you have to hang it back up in the closet and run away and never try it on again. Uh, you know, nobody's perfect the first time they try to lead anything. Um, if they are, that's awesome. But for the most part, it just takes practice. Uh, and the best way to practice, you can't, reading books is helpful, uh, but the best way to practice is to actually practice, to go out and do it and do it again and do it again and do it again. And if you have to fail and fail and fail and fail, that's okay. Because you know, one day you're going to get it right and everything is going to click. Great closing advice. Thank you again, Dr. Gannon, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. That was a very impactful interview for me. Dr. Gainham really impressed a couple of key leadership points we all need to take to heart. The first takeaway was that we all face failure on a daily basis. The small failures can be just as important as the big ones, as long as we take time to reflect on them. The next takeaway was that we need to know ourselves, but more than that, we need to know how others are seeing us. The last takeaway was that leadership is kind of like a coat or a piece of clothing. We can try it out, and if we don't like it, we can put that style of leadership back and try another one. It's not a one-size-fits-all deal. If you'd like to get the show notes for this episode, you can go to jmlalone.com slash 008. While there, I'd love it if you would leave a comment letting me know what your big takeaway was from Dr. Ganim. 